raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 4th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Good morning. And outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi gaveled in her last session as Speaker, but... The House of Representatives adjourned yesterday without picking a new speaker, her replacement. Kevin McCarthy failed to win a majority on three ballots, not one, not two, but three different votes. And it was only the eighth time in history a speaker hadn't been chosen after three ballots. And it also marked the first time in 100 years that the House speaker vote went to multiple ballots. So two things. Number one, the 20 people who kept Kevin McCarthy from being speaker of the House are heroes and patriots. And if it's okay, Casey, I'd just like to read their names <laughs> because these 20 people were mm-hmm. willing to do what almost no one in the Republican Party has been willing to do for a very long time, which is to say, we are not rolling over and playing dead. You're not in charge. We don't kowtow to you. We're not on bended knee to you. We are standing up for once. Somebody is going to stand up and say, enough of this crap because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what deals Kevin McCarthy made. It doesn't matter what promises he made. We all know when he gets in there exactly what he's going to do. Mitch McConnell is cheerleading for the guy. Mm -hmm. Any person that Mitch McConnell is cheerleading for, the American people should want no part of. So I'd like to read the names of these people, and then I'd like to point out, if we can whose names are not on this list. Is that all right? Yeah. All right, so you've got uh, Andy Biggs from Arizona, Dan Bishop of North Carolina, Lauren Boebert of Colorado, uh, Josh uh, Breachin of Oklahoma, Michael Cloud of Texas, Eli Crane of Arizona, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Byron Donalds of Florida, uh, Matt Gates of Florida, Bob Good of Virginia, Paul Gozer of Arizona, Andy Harris of Maryland, uh, Anna Paulina Luna of Florida, Mary Miller of Illinois, Ralph Ralph Norman of South Carolina, Andy Ogles of Tennessee, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, Matt Rosendale of Montana, Chip Roy of Texas, and Keith Self of Texas. Mm -hmm. Those 20 people are awesome, and everybody owes them a big thank you and a big round of applause because Kevin McCarthy and the establishment wing of the Republican Party has been a colossal failure for decades now, and at least someone is trying to use the power bestowed upon them to do something about it. Yes, and you Well, you had mentioned Mitch McConnell. He said that he is still polling for McCarthy. So uh, at this point, what what, what happens today, Rob? They just keep voting until there's a majority? Well, as the great Steve Perry once said in a song that you may remember, the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. Kevin, name that song. Don't stop believing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so we we listed the names of the people, the patriots who were willing to stand up for the American people and willing to stand up to the Republican establishment bullcrap. Now, you may notice you didn't hear a single name from the state of Indiana. You didn't hear a single Republican representative from the state of Indiana, including Jim Banks. And look, the rest of them, whether it's professional office hopper Aaron Houchin Mm -hmm. or Victoria Sparts or Mike Pence's loser brother Greg Pence, those people are all stooges. I expected that from them. I am shocked that Jim Banks 
especially after Jim Banks got done totally dirty when he ran for whip, mm-hmm. got down on bended knee and kissed the ring finger of Kevin McCarthy and said, yes, sir, how may I assist you? He's running for U.S. Senate. They handed him a, in a Republican primary. Well, we assume Jim Banks is running for U.S. Senate. He probably just met with the Hamilton County Republicans over the weekend because he really likes Hamilton County, even though he lives in Fort Wayne. He's running for Senate, mm-hmm. and they handed him a freebie. It was like Happy Gilmore. Just tap it in the hole, Happy. Little tap, tap, tap <laughs> And Jim Banks didn't take the freebie and got on bended knee for Kevin McCarthy. I am shocked, and I am so disappointed in Jim Banks. Okay, now, Jim Banks was nominated himself. He got one vote. Do you think that this is a case that he didn't want to vote for himself like the homecoming queen who gets nominated but votes for the other girl because she doesn't want to look like she's being selfish? Oh, you're you're trying to say now the politicians are what Casey above board and bigger than themselves and he voted for no, McCarthy there, because he didn't want to vote for himself. Well, there were other options. You yes. could nominate anyone. Yes, he could have he could have nominated the Tooth Fairy if he wanted to. <laughs> he wasn't obligated. To, uh, no, no, no. It, and this happens. It seems just every single time that you look at somebody and go, that person's going to be different. That person's going to be bigger. That person's going to be better. And I thought I, I was. I was quasi-optimistic that Mm -hmm. Jim Banks was going to be bigger and better and running for U.S. Senate, that maybe he might be a different voice. But the fact that on multiple occasions yesterday, I mean, there were some who flipped throughout the day, which is great. Kevin McCarthy went backwards yesterday, which was awesome. That was outstanding that he got fewer votes when the day ended Mm -hmm. than when it started. So Banks had multiple times to go, you know, I gave this a chance and it's clear that, you know, this and that. But, uh, no, Jim Banks is Team Kevin McCarthy. So the U.S. Senate is going to be fascinating here in, in Indiana, um, uh, Casey, because you've got Victoria Sparts, mm-hmm. who uh, voted for Kevin McCarthy. Yep. You've got Jim Banks, who voted for Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And you've got Trey Hollingsworth potentially running, who voted for January 6th. Those are our options. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting sell to the Republican primary electorate. Why would you vote for Kevin McCarthy? What what possible reason? What in Kevin McCarthy's background, his leadership? It'd be one thing. Let's say the Republicans had 250 seats. Let's say they'd won the Senate and they got 250 seats in the House. And you'd say, well, you know, there was a great message from Kevin McCarthy. There was, uh, I mean, I would just say, take even take Kevin McCarthy's politics out of it, which I don't like. If Kevin McCarthy had uh, led a messaging that led to a landslide in the House of Representatives, you say, Okay, well, you know, he was kind of the leader and he was out there. And, you know, if there was a contract with America, but there wasn't any of that. Mm -hmm. What possible reason other than you are a total stooge and yes man for the establishment, would there be to vote for Kevin McCarthy? Well, he does have 14 years experience. And some people are saying that because the GOP right now is clearly a divided party, that he is the one guy who could bring everybody together. I don't want everybody brought together. But, but that's not happening. I, I don't. I don't because he's not bringing I, everybody together. We always hear you got to bring everybody together, and you know what happens here. So, I've, I think I've told this story before. My eyes were open to the what the Republicans actually were in 2013, and at the time I was working for the state auditor. And part of the thing is you went to various events with the state auditor, et cetera. And I will never forget this that these this was right after the Richard Murdoch 
thing had happened. And Tim Barry, who was the state party chair at the time, this was at, I think it was a Lincoln Day dinner or something somewhere, gets up in a room full of people and goes, we will never allow that to happen ever again. And and young in his 20s, Rob Kendall is sitting in the back going, he must mean we're not going to allow, you know, a Republican to lose ever again. And that's great because, you know, Murdoch lost because a bunch of establishment Republicans refused to vote for him because they didn't like him anyway. And we're looking for a reason not to vote for him. And I thought, okay, that, that's that, yeah, that's great. Then what I quickly realized, and the last now nine years in this state, going on ten years, has has played this out. No, he meant we're not going to allow conservatives to hold office in this state ever again, and that is the representation of re- the establishment wing of the Republican Party all across this state. Look at what happened in Indiana since then. Who have you had? The one real conservative you had was Curtis Hill, and they took him. Out. Mm-hmm. So, no, 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 no. I don't. It's always everybody's got to come together, and everybody's got to come together is always the conservatives have to do whatever the establishment says. No, you need our votes. For once, they need us. And I'm so proud of these 20 people who said, we are not rolling over and playing dead. You've made your bed. You sit in it, Kevin McCarthy. Well, M- Kevin McCarthy probably had a very busy night last night trying to win those 20 people back to his side. I mean, he had to have been cutting deals left and right. What committee you want to be on? All right, let's work on that. And a lot of people saying, you know, the opposing views, it's not a bad thing to have people not all agreeing with the establishment. I would vote for a potato skin over Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) As in, if you said, Rob, your choice for Speaker of the House (laughs) is McCarthy v. Potato Skin, (laughs) I would vote for the potato skin. I just, I know... It's never going to change, right? It's never going to change unless we change it. And if it ends up being a Democrat that's speaker, so what? What's the difference? These Republicans, look at what they just did in the Senate. Mm -hmm. And that's Mitch McConnell's guy that's running over here. Mitch McConnell and Todd Young teamed up with a bunch of Democrats to pass a $1.7 trillion spending bill, which will continue to drive inflation, continue to add to the national debt. There is no difference. So what if Hakeem Jeffries is the speaker? Who cares? Okay, so we're going to hear from a couple of the people who did not vote for McCarthy. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. Yeah, I heard you mention this yesterday. Uh, Rolling Stone may have not put Dennis DeYoung in their top 20 singers of all time. The Kendall and Casey Show will. Yeah, our audience, they know where it's at. (laughs) 21 minutes after 9, it is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. A couple trending stories. Twitter speculation was running rampant yesterday after AOC was spotted in deep conversation with Paul Gozer. This is the guy who once tweeted out memes about her. <laughs> I Did you see those two talking? I I did. Is that what we're calling it? Is that what we're talking? We're calling it talking? Talking. Uh, it looked like it was polite for a while. Yeah. But then it looked like it didn't get polite. You know, we were talking before we went on the air. I think uh, being in Congress would be fun for the speeches. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to have to listen to other people's speeches, though. So that's why I wouldn't want to be there, because it's a lot of wasted time. <laughs> but I think it'd be fun to give your speech. You have to listen to I'm other, running. Maybe other people talk. I don't want to hear that. I'm running for the speeches. That's what I'll put on my side. <laughs> also trending, Salesforce to lay off 10% of their workforce and reduce their office space. This is in an effort to 
to cut costs. And finally, trending Niagara Falls was lit up in blue to support Buffalo Bill safety, Damar Hamlin. And uh, okay, so let's talk about what happened yesterday just a little bit more. We want to hear from some of the people who did not support Kevin McCarthy. There was a group of about 20 people who got together and did not vote for him. Chip Roy of Texas actually nominated a dude from Ohio, Jim Jordan. Ladies and gentlemen, I am asking for us to come together and figure out how to solve these problems. And to do that, I'm going to do what I did my very first act as a member of Congress or as a congressman-elect and nominate Jim Jordan for speaker. Now, Jim has said he doesn't want that nomination, and Jim has been down here nominating Kevin, and I respect that. And again, I have no personal animus towards Kevin. And I've worked for the last two months to try to figure out how to get the rules to make this place better, and we've made progress. But we do not have the tools or the leadership yet to stop the swamp from rolling over the American people. Jim has been doing it. He has a track record of doing it. And for those reasons, I am nominating Jim Jordan from Ohio for Speaker of the House of Representatives. So they're saying that this is about saving the country and getting somebody that's going to cut and uh, get on a financial path of solvency. So th- this idea that these uh, Republicans who are standing up, the 20 Republicans. The who, Never Kevins. <laughs> the Never Kevins, yes. Who didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy are somehow these horrific, uh, whatever, what, was, what are the cause du jours now? The democracy hating, mm-hmm. uh, terrible people, whatever. Here are the last Let's see, one, two, three, three speakers of the House from the Republicans, okay? So this is what the Republican establishment gave us and says you're just supposed to roll over and eat. What? These are the people. Denny Hastert, mm-hmm. who went to prison for molesting little boys. There's one. John Boehner, who hugs and loves Nancy Pelosi, and Paul Ryan. Mm. Those are your last three establishment chosen speakers of the House from the Republican Party. No thanks on any of them. And yet you, we are led to believe that these people who are standing up and says, no more Denny Hastert's, no more Paul Ryan's, no more John Boehner's. Somehow they're the bad guy in the equation. Mm-hmm. I, I know, and, and, and Tony said this for the last couple of days, and, and again, I, I like a lot of what Tony says, but I could not disagree with him more that Matt Gates is not under any obligation if he doesn't like Kevin McCarthy, mm-hmm. to say, well, here's the person I'm putting up there. I leave most of my ballot blank when I vote every year. I'm not voting for crap candidates. I'm not voting for people who didn't earn my vote. Uh, Matt Gates is under no obligation to roll over and play dead mm-hmm. for whatever stooge establishment candidate the Republicans pick to be speaker any more than I am on my ballot to vote for these people. It's not my job to run candidates. It's the job of the candidate to earn my vote. Matt Gates has been one of the more outspoken people, and uh, a lot of people are saying it doesn't look good for the Republican Party to be split like this. But on the other hand, uh, Matt Gates is saying he's not there to be part of a puppet show he is there for the american people but we were threatened by my committee uh, chairman to be on the armed services committee mr rogers that if we did not vote for mr mccarthy we would be removed from committees our position is that if kevin mccarthy is the speaker of the house and we don't have an ability to ensure that there is uh, oomph behind the agenda and energy behind our oversight that the committee assignments don't mean that much anyway. I'm not here to participate in some puppet show where we pass a bunch of messaging bills, send them to the Senate, watch them die, fail to use leverage, and don't hold the Biden 
administration accountable. I don't want to relive the Benghazi experience where it's just theater pretending to be oversight, right? We can do better than that. And and that's our purpose today. That's awesome. Because what have we talked about? The Republicans now have the ability to solve inflation because the Republicans now control the federal budget. They control the money because they control the House of Representatives, which is where the money emanates from. I guarantee if Kevin McCarthy went to Chip Roy, given the speeches that he was giving about spending and came to him and said, I promise you, Chip Roy, I will not approve any budget out of the United States House of Representatives that is not an honestly balanced budget. He would win the vote. Mm -hmm. He would win a whole bunch of people's votes because if the goal is to stop the spending, if the goal is to stop inflation, if the goal is to get inflation under control, there's a million different ways you could secure doing that. But Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to do that. Mitch McConnell doesn't want to do that. They have no intent to do that. So good on these people because Kevin McCarthy is not going to be good for this country. You're listening to the Kennel and Casey show on 93. Hey, 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 wait, 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 we got we to gotta tease this. We got to tease this. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, when we come back. Yes. Did you see C-SPAN yesterday? <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. There was a Duke of Spendingburg reference on C-SPAN. Yes, and we've got it for you next on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Ah, yes, it is 933. Good morning. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. And if you have any doubt in your mind about how influential Rob Kendall is, we have proof for you. (laughs) So. You were sitting. You were sitting one day in your in your family room when you coined the phrase "Duke of Spendingburg." It came to you like a dream. Yeah, it was like um, you know the, the famous stories of musicians. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Paul McCartney once woke from a dream and and had a song in his head and said, "Who who wrote this song?" And they said, "Well, you you did." And it became one of the famous Beatles songs. I think Neil Young once wrote "Cinnamon Girl" from a deep fever of some sort and, mm-hmm. and one day I was just sitting around and mm-hmm. the phrase Duke of Spendingburg just started coming from my cranial mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> greatness <laughs> and it has really caught on yeah. with the masses of course Duke of Spendingburg Todd Young, Todd Young who is the highest spending not just the highest spending Republican in the U.S. Senate mm-hmm. he is almost the highest spending senator in the entire U.S. Senate and People ask me all the time, like, why am I so mean to certain people? Because Todd Young is a lying gaslighter, right? If Todd Young stood out on a mountain and said, here I am, 
I'm a big spender and I like big spending and I like big government and my adult supervision, Mitch McConnell, tells me what to do. And every day as I hold hands as we walk into the Capitol together and say, Daddy, what are we spending on today? I'd have a lot more respect for him. Now, he did because he got mad at me that day in the Stacks Pancake House because mm-hmm. I had the audacity to be there and then challenge him. He did admit that he regrets none of the spending and he's never stopping the spending. But in his ads and everything else, he's, he's, a, he's a spending warrior. And so as such, you have to treat these people. You have to treat the politician the way they treat the constituent. And we don't do that in this country, and I have no idea why we allow people who treat us like complete garbage to just waltz around. And in many cases, we act like it's an honor to meet them or be around them. We want or, to get our picture exactly. taken with them. You should, if you see Todd Young, you remember the old saying, turn around, don't drown. If you see Todd Young, you turn around and run because your wallet is drowning anytime he is in the general vicinity of you. But yes, the, uh, the phrase that I came up for him was Duke of Spendingburg, and many people have really enjoyed that phrase uh, over the past several months. I, ju- I, I got this press release from Todd Young, oh. and I wanted to share it with you yes. because there was one line in here that kind of struck me. It uh, It's about him, uh, you know, ushering in another six years, uh-huh. and he says, over the next six years, I will do my best to represent our state mm. and ensure all Hoosiers have the ability to reach their potential. Oh. From outcompeting the Chinese Communist Party to implementing the Chips and Science Act. Oh, yeah. More Remember, money Remember, that's where he mm-hmm. spent tens of billions of yep. dollars to, that we don't have printed money to enrich the... Uh largest corporations in the world. Yes, I remember that. Yes, But this is where it gets interesting. He says, to implementing, uh, to addressing the drivers of our national debt. Oh! (laughs) He said, can you repeat that again? He he said that he is going to address the drivers of our national debt. The guy who's added $12 trillion Mm -hmm. to our national debt is going to address the drivers of our national debt. Well, that's really... So he's buying a mirror. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He went on to say, we have many challenges facing our nation. I'm excited to get to work. But I thought that was really interesting. In one sentence, he says, from outcompeting the Chinese Communist Party to implementing the Chips and Science Act to addressing the drivers of our national debt. Of which the Chips and Science Act was <laughs> a driver. a driver of the national debt. So I got alerted to this yesterday. <laughs> as I was it was made aware that apparently, if you've ever seen C-SPAN, they have mm-hmm. programs in which, you know, they'll have guests on and they'll debate politics of the day. And then, and then they'll have like an open line type of show where you call in and, hey, Floyd is calling from Georgia and he's upset with the Democrats. Floyd, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And they give you a minute to, to state your case. And then, you know, they hang up the phone, they go to the next caller. And, you know, it's a national show and it's obviously on cable providers all over the country. And I was alerted yesterday that someone called C-SPAN, mm-hmm. one of these shows, and busted out a Duke of Spendingburg <laughs> reference. And that warmed my heart. And then I said, well, where would I, you know, locate this? We were on the air. This apparently happened while we were on the air. And then when I got on Twitter after the show, mm-hmm. the guy who did the reference, I don't know this guy. I've seen him on Twitter before, but I, I've never met him. His name is Aiden David Marietta tweeted not only that it was him, hey, I'm the Duke of Spendingburg guy, but also the audio of the call as well. Uh, uh, Aiden, we love you because you did all the work for us. You made this super easy. Uh, And we have to play this because there was a Duke of Spendingburg reference on national television. 
come in to start the work there. Let's hear from Aiden in Indiana, Republican line. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first of all, I'd say my big uh, domestic issue, uh, more often than not, is the debt and the economy and inflation. It's out of control. The the debt is now at $30 trillion, over $30 trillion. The amount of money that we're pumping into this economy and that we're pumping, just spending and spending and spending, no end to it. Uh, my senator, one of my senators here, Todd Young, who many of us call the Duke of Spending Bird, yeah! has been an absolute disaster. He's voted for a lot of these spending bills. Uh, our governor here is not much better. But right now, we need to get our spending. We need to get it under control. We cannot spend ourselves into debt. Why is it that the people get it, mm-hmm. right? Why is it that the people, the regular folks get it and people like Todd Young mm-hmm. or professional office hopper Aaron Houchin or Mike Pence's loser brother Greg Pence or Larry Bouchon or Jim Baird or any of the rest of these people <laughs> don't get it? Why is it that the regular people get it and they do not? The people in Indiana are telling them what they want. And they just aren't listening. Well, he is going to address the drivers of our national debt, (laughs) according to his press release yesterday after being sworn in for a second term. I just I love I love that, Casey, that we got a Duke of Spendingburg reference uh uh, on national television. It's interesting. You mentioned all of those representatives. They're the one they all voted for McCarthy. Sure. Yeah. There is, this is why I don't care what happens. This is why it doesn't bother me what happens with the speaker vote. Because there is no difference. The Republican Party is telling you, in the election, they had every opportunity as a national brand to say, look, elect us and we will. And we talked about this all throughout the election, that I thought it was going to hurt them, that they weren't telling the American people, if you elect us, we will do A, B, and C. There was no vision. You're telling people to vote against someone rather than for you. Mm-hmm. People want to feel like they're voting for something and it's much easier to win someone's vote when you tell them what they're voting for these people had no vision because they are fine with the status quo they're fine with the spending they're fine with the national debt they're fine with the inflation they're just mad that they are not the ones handing out the favor so that their buddies and donors and lobbyists are the ones benefiting. Well, Big Daddy DeSantis had himself a day yesterday, and we're going to review that coming up from 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hey, fam. I'm asking for your support. Help us raise money for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food so they can focus on helping their child live. By pledging just $19 a month, you're helping St. Jude give every child with cancer a chance. Help St. Jude save lives. Call 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 and become a partner in hope today. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at Kevin my is wife killing and she's very <laughs> Good morning. Can I tell everybody, like you're listening no, to Kevin and Casey on 93 WIBC, because Kevin doesn't have a camera, so if yeah. you're following along on YouTube, you can't see this, but the two of you are matching today. Yeah. You're twinning, yeah, and it is the most adorable thing ever. Well, here's the thing. Casey <laughs> insisted that we get new pictures taken. I did. Today. I did. Well, you know why? Because the last pictures you and 
I had taken together were of my very first week here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. Yeah. We didn't even know each other no. really. And they're like, hey, have fun and act like you know each other, your best friends. Yeah. And it was like, we just met. Well, now what are, what, what do you, now that we know each other better, what are we holding hands or what are we going to be slow dancing together? And they're like, what difference does that make? I don't know. I just think it'll be a better picture. <laughs> uh, but yes, Kevin also. I don't have a strange look on my face, maybe. I love, so here's, this is why, by the way, you should totally follow Kevin's band, Uno Gold on Twitter mm-hmm. or on uh, Instagram. Uno.gold. Uno. Uno.gold. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin is a marketing genius yeah. and a businessman extraordinaire. You know what Kevin did? Kevin recognized Rob and Casey are getting pictures taken today. Yeah. And Kevin's like, hey, can I piggyback in on those pictures? <laughs> yeah. so, so Kevin will be receiving his photos at no charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, you should have just brought the whole band in with you. Yeah. Now that would have been smart. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, I've got producer money, so I could probably take care of these headshots, <laughs> you know, on my own. But I figured I might as well take advantage of the You know the what is the thing for- you never see anymore? Is and this was a staple of my childhood. And Casey, I know you're just a tad older than me, so it's probably a staple of your youth as well. Mm-hmm. The Olin Mills. Oh yeah, I had photos. They were in like every house mm-hmm. across the fruited plain. Mm-hmm. A very bad solo or family mm-hmm. photo taken mm-hmm. by Olin Mills. I, I know that there is a picture of me, a very young picture oh. of me, where I am I think I'm sitting on a log uh-huh. and there's like a fake uh, wooden fence oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and I've got a nice Peter Pan collar shirt oh, on. Mm-hmm. You need to put that out in the world for everyone to <laughs> see. Yeah. It was before the Dorothy Hamill haircut uh-huh. too, so I was very young because you know, Rob, uh, when I was young, they were still landing men on the moon. <laughs> That's right. That's how old I am. Hey, before we get to this Ron DeSantis thing, I'd like yeah. to point out something that I did today that I'm pretty proud of myself for. Shower? And <laughs> Yes, I did do that. Um, and Allison was here to witness this. Yeah. As you know, Casey, I have, well, I've made my fair share of enemies over the, uh, <laughs> over the years because mm-hmm. some people who really get angry when you speak the truth, especially about their friends and buddies who work in the Indiana General Assembly, who they pal around with and pound some brews with and depend on them to get their pet legislation through. So no matter what those people do, you will always defend them. And we know that's true and that happens. And there's some people even that work in this building that uh, don't care for me. And instead of manning up and saying publicly what they think, they get super passive aggressive about it and try to make snide comments on social media. And then when they get called out, don't they act like, oh, I had no idea that you were doing that instead of manning up. And it's weird that people who profess to be big, you know, tough guys would behave like that, but it, it, it you know it is what it is, and that's and that's fine. Um, you know, I know I can be very intimidating. Anyway, one of those well, you're looking at me like you're just just totally dismayed about what what's about to come. You're petrified about where I'm about to go with this. Anyway, I uh, I strolled into work here this morning in the on air computer that we sit at, mm-hmm. and I was you know plugging my headphones in, and well, I recognize that the person who was on it, uh, you know, before me, yeah. had failed to log off Uh-oh. the computer in question. Yeah. And lo and behold, all of their information. Their entire life story. I'm talking emails. Uh-oh. I'm talking uh, social media accounts. Uh-huh. All of it uh-huh. was just sitting there yeah. in full display. Ready for you to and just... just pluck away on that keyboard. Their social media account could have just suddenly had a status that said, Rob Kendall is a phenomenal human being, and I'm super (laughs) sorry about being passive aggressive with him. I'm sure that's what you would have typed up. And you know what I did, Casey? What'd you do? 
I logged off that account. Oh, that was nice of you. It was sort of like in the Harry Chapin song Taxi, where, you know, he, the woman uh, that he loves, is leaving the taxi and she hands him the $20 bill and the famous line, you know, another man might have been angry, another man might have been hurt, another man, another man would have never let her go, stash the bill in my shirt. Mm-hmm. That was me, right? Okay. You know, a, a lesser man would have created just absolute chaos right. sitting in this chair. Yeah. And I just stashed the bill in my shirt and just logged off and I will go about the rest of my day knowing you did I a was a thing. bigger, better person. You did a good because thing. Because that's what I am, Casey. Yeah. And uh, that is why you are my mentor. <laughs> You were very honorable. <laughs> you know what? When you were gone uh, last week, Nigel let me know that I've been doing the same thing. I've been leaving the computer oh, yeah. without logging off. You got to log off. Because Nigel and I share a computer and he said, you know, I could have pulled up everything about you, your social media, your yeah. email. And he said that he was tempted one day to send out a staff, mm-hmm. all staff email oh, yeah. on my behalf. Now, you've been in this business for a long time and I was told that there was a time mm-hmm. in a less woke, politically correct fear of lawsuit era mm-hmm. in the radio business yeah. in which things like that would have happened like yeah. because everybody had the ability to laugh at each other right. and not try to ruin each other's lives but just yeah. have a little fun with each other yeah. where you could have either left maybe an inappropriate screensaver mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. or send an inappropriate mm-hmm. email with a smiley face at the mm-hmm. bottom of it. Yeah. I don't think that exists in today's no, world. No, we're not allowed to have fun. Not in the corporate world anymore. So you can always, this is one thing, and I think you will both vouch for me on this. Uh, whether you hate me, whether you despise me, love me, loathe me, whatever, I will do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I am a very trustworthy person. You may not want it. You may fight against yeah. it the whole way. Yeah, and and I do treat others as I would want to be treated. See, when I am the way I am to the politicians, mm-hmm. I was a politician. Mm-hmm. I expected people, if they thought I was not doing right by them and their family, to come and fight like hell because that's what you should do as a taxpayer. I do not treat the politicians any different then I would want to be treated or was treated, et cetera. And so if I were to ever leave all of my emails and social media accounts and everything up in plain sight for everyone Easily to see. accessible. I would just want somebody to do the right thing and just log off that computer. Log off. Well, you- I'm sure uh, I won't get an apology. I'm sure I won't get a sorry for, I'm sorry for being passive aggressive with you. I'm sorry for all the mean things that I've said in private about you, but I know I walk around today knowing I did the right thing. You deserve a gold yeah, star right. today. It is 9.52. <laughs> it's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WI. IBC. There's no way we're going to get to all the Ron DeSantis stuff. So no. you want to talk about the lottery? Okay, so this is the sixth largest mega millions in history. And the jackpot is up to $785 million. And here's the staggering thing about this. If the winner chooses to do the cash option, uh-huh. they choose to you know lump sum, one big chunk of change, which I think most people would do, the federal tax withholding would shave off 90 Six million dollars 
off the top. So the lumps, so the lump sum, you have mm-hmm. two options with the lottery mm-hmm. and whatever, because nobody won yesterday, right? Nobody won. So it's it was it was nine hundred and something million dollars. Seven hundred eighty-five million dollars. If you take the cash option, you're gonna. Leave, that was yet. That was yesterday. Yeah, four hundred and three million is your winnings. Yeah. So I, I and I think it's gone up now, obviously since Probably. no one won. But let's yeah. operate from that standpoint. So it's seven hundred and it was seven hundred and what? Seven hundred eighty-five million dollars. Seven hundred eighty-five million. Mm-hmm. And if you took the lump sum. Um, what was the number? The cash option, you'd be sitting with $403 million. And 90, then $96 million would go to federal, right off the top. federal income tax. Yeah. So that puts you at 310-ish. Is that right? What did yeah. you say? 4? 403. 403, 96. So you're at 4, you're at $310. Mm-hmm. Your applicable state income tax in Indiana is a little bit over 3%. So I don't know what that is. What is that? Uh I'm trying to do math here off the top of my head. Uh, Nine million goes away. So you're still taking home, if you took the cash lump sum, about $300 million. Mm-hmm. And we have talked about this would be a real struggle because the financially responsible thing would be to stretch that out because I think we did determine you could leave it to your heirs. I think we researched that and it, you could bestow that on people so somebody would get that. You can However, that. Mm-hmm. at $30 million a year, I could not do nearly as much damage to local and Indiana statewide politicians <laughs> as if I took the $300 million in a lump sum. Mm-hmm. So there's also another thing going on. Not only is the Mega Millions going on, but the Powerball jackpot is up to $291 million. And if you did the cash option there, it's almost $150 million. I won $5 on a scratch-off ticket the other day. Yeah? And I don't mean to brag, but I felt like... Do you feel like a big winner, like you had won $150 million? Well, here's the thing, Casey. In the same ticket, yeah. I won three times. However, what? I won $2, uh-huh. $2, and $1. What'd you do with all your money? Well, I haven't all cashed the- it yet. Okay. Yeah, what can you do with that at Arby's? Well, to or quote- like to qu- Well, here's the thing. <laughs> to quote the famed philosopher slash poet slash singer-songwriter Mike Posner, mm-hmm. I'm a real big baller. Mm-hmm. I've made a million dollars. And I spent it on girls and shoes. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> You've got you've got like producer money now. Well, I don't. You got know. a big bankroll like Kevin. I'm oh, not yeah. sure exactly what I'm going to do with it. But what are the odds you would win three times on the same ticket, and they would all be about as paltry as you could possibly win? Yeah, two dollars, two dollars, and one dollar. But you probably walked away feeling pretty good. How much did that ticket cost you? What was your upfront? Zero. It was a gift. Oh, you're rolling today. Fantastic. By the way, Kevin said the new Weird Al movie is fantastic. Oh, it is great. I was a big fan. All right, well, we're going to get to Ron DeSantis eventually in his big day. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Thanks for being here. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.